we're best friends now. <laughs> there you go. I'm very easy to please, man. Very easy to please. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. Welcome to the Big Story Podcast. I don't know why I say it. Like it says it on the thing. People aren't clicking randomly just in the internet going, what am I going to be listening to her now? So um, I'm Alex. Today we have Sean, Sean Isaacs um, with us. And uh, Sean, thank you for making the time. I appreciate it. No problem, dude. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. I know we've been trying to get this going for like a while already. But yeah. like, this year has just been like a roller coaster and time gets away with us yeah away from us. no no kidding man it's a uh, yeah i don't know maybe the world's speeding up again i don't know it's getting it's a little it's a little treacherous out there um yeah so um i'm gonna just take a wild hunch that you're a big fan of captain america a little bit a little bit yeah. i got uh i mean you've seen it must have seen this i don't know if you can yeah see my my cap tat that i just got recently yeah. as well yeah no, i mean like I, I mean like i'm just there's a few i've got like there's a lot of characters i like but i tend to uh gravitate towards the guys that are like the uh the straight and narrow yeah. dudes like uh you know like cap cyclops um you know superman like those those type of dudes i tend to yeah no I, I i totally get it i think there's a there's sort of like that um there's a bit of that internal boy scout and i think that like you know cap sort of symbolizes that perfection of like or the ideal of just like hey i'm gonna like always choose to do the right thing regardless um i mean that's the thing most of the cap's best stories are when the government are like oh no you need you need you need to do this for us and he's like no because that's not the right thing to do you know what I mean? yeah um my the, my cap shield over there is one of my most prized possessions because ever since i was a kid i've always wanted my own captain america shield right to the point to the point where i used to take like you know we'd we'd go to like the the you know supermarket and i'd find like the thickest piece of cardboard box that i could find i would go home and like cut a circle out of it and just take like a a red marker and a yeah. blue mark and, and make my own shields to run around with you know so after the movie came out and i saw that they have like movie prop replicas and it was like i was like i can get a metal one that's like like it's like from the movie and so that one is the 75th anniversary edition of the cap shield and i couldn't no, i couldn't right. say no i like i made a plan to like order it i didn't care how much it got just so i could i could have a shield i'm gonna i told everybody i want, I want to be buried with it you know what i mean like, yeah like a viking yeah exactly yeah there you go no, I, it's I, it's it is it's funny. Like I remember, this is you know going back in the '90s before the props were ever a thing, and uh, I think always that was like if I could have like one item, you know, as far as like superhero like you know kit goes, it was always the shield. Like it was just like I'm like it's the, the coolest thing, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, even though that old when when that when did that movie come out like 83 or something silly like that like that oh, old, oh, right, old yeah, that one. yeah even even that shield man that looked it looked like rubber i was like i was just i wanted one you know what i mean oh for sure uh, yeah and like, i remember reading like the uh you know when they made a uh, steve a comic book artist which i thought was so cool as a kid and they're like like he carries it around his portfolio i'm like 
that's genius. <laughs> uh, right? I was like, hey, yeah, I'm going around like, oh my God, he's got, he's, he's like the coolest superhero and he has the job that I'm trying to go for. Like, like, you know, yeah, really? I, could be, I could be a comic artist and a superhero. It's oh possible. Like, <laughs> and that was, that was ultimate sort of like, you know, fan fiction come to life in a comic book you know it was all all came all came in one um, it's kind of sad that they get that they they haven't used that in any of these stories like a lot of i feel like that's a little bit of a, a, a thing for me like a little pet peeve in comics currently is that most superheroes don't their stories don't let them have personal lives anymore like right. i didn't i didn't i wasn't super interested in it when i was younger but like it was there so like you know they felt more real but now it's like right. every day it's like it's world ending stuff like you don't see you know steve like how could cool it be to have steve actually in a studio with other like comic artists just like being like ah, i'm gonna try to get back into you know my gig and all that stuff and yeah that'd be rad like you know yeah i mean all the all the phone calls and or emails of like hey rogers um when are you gonna get these pages in and like you know <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine him fighting, fighting yeah, can okay, you imagine him fighting like the Serpent Society, like members of the Serpent Society on a train while he's getting a call being like, hey, so listen, your deadline's tomorrow. We haven't gotten pages for a while. And he's just busy like beating someone with his shield. Like, you know, oh, right. Like, yeah, you know. And it, you know what? It, and it turns out one of the members of the Serpent Society is his editor. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I like, love those like slightly. Real life. I like, yeah. I like those like slightly i mean don't get me wrong i like the big massive stories but i also like the like more personal ones i mean one of the most memorable for any x-men fan one of the most memorable stories was when they were all spent like half an issue playing baseball back in the yeah. 90s yep right like we don't we don't see that that kind of stuff anymore really right well i think claremont was pretty big on like trying to like you know instill some sense of you know just normalcy if he could in that you know in that series and i think i think first time the baseball thing came up was in the that annual i think it was the one with the the impossible man i and think so. it, i think they were all jamming playing baseball at the beginning and then the impossible man arrives and of course chaos, chaos ensues oh look at that. nice um <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it's cool and i think you know I mean, maybe we're just kind of, it's cycles. Maybe this will, it'll come back and maybe, you know, maybe you'll write it. Maybe you'll end up writing that storyline. I mean, I mean, maybe, but I mean, that's the thing about comics is, it is, you know, it does work in cycles. Like when people get upset that, oh, this character died. I'm like, if you've been around comics enough, you know that it's not permanent. Just like sure. take right. a break, go, go and read something else until like the version you like comes around. But I mean, yeah. even then, like there's, there's always multiple versions. So like, if you don't like, you know, Sam as Cap, they are still Steve Rogers, Captain Captain America comics for you to read. Like, no yeah. one's actually alienated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all those characters are still around. So, like, I never get bent out of shape. Uh, you know, I was saying to someone uh, the other day that a lot of comics, so, like, I haven't read Justice League books in a while. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of books I haven't read in a while. Um, but when they introduce, like, the new, the new members of the Justice League, I'm like, I'm interested because, like, I've read what is probably all my favorite justice league books with all the original members already like i you know if the, if if there's a threat coming we know how you know bruce diana and clark are going to deal with it and right. you know like it's it's a given whereas if you give me the the new superman and the new batman and the new wonder woman that's like 
we don't know what their dynamic is like they don't have a plan for everything they're not the best at what they do like mm -hmm. that that's the drama i'll be drawn to instead of like the old guys like i love reading the old guys but and i will pick up just league books with the old members but you know it doesn't intrigue me as much because i have all my favorite stories with them in there as well which i, right, I recommend right. all the time you know but maybe someone will come up with the next best favorite story for you with with either the new characters or the old ones but you know just hang out you know i mean like they're not getting worse like comics aren't getting worse and worse people coming into the business like they're 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 always looking for the best people possible to make the best stories for the readers exactly um, which, which is why when fat when fans go off and they're like why do you hate this character so much you're like where do you, where do you get that from that's like that's like crazy like i feel so sorry for dan slot like i mean dan just gets so much grief it's like nobody loves comics more than dan dude i've i've had calls from dan when we were doing fantastic four stuff where he, he didn't realize that we were in different different time zones Mm -hmm. so he'd be he'd be like it'll be sometime in the afternoon for him or like right. early early evening and he'd be like hey can i just call you quickly just to chat about something like a quick chat like 20 minutes <laughs> and and, it, and it's like literally like one o'clock in the morning for me and i'm like oh, okay fine that's cool i'll go to sleep late anyway and he's he talks to me for like two and a half hours just because he's so excited about these stories and you know he'll tell he'll tell me stories that are happening like years down the line and i'm like Thankfully, I'm good at keeping secrets because I don't tell anybody. And right. I just, I just, as a fan myself, I just sit there listening and being like, that sounds amazing. You know, he'll be like, and then there's this twist. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I, I wouldn't have pictured that coming. And that's amazing. And like, yep. he just loves these characters so much. And like, when people give, give him trouble, I'm just like, you guys don't understand. He's just like this writer on the internet, but he's a person, he's a fan who gets to do oh his God. favorite job. Like, and he loves these characters so so much like like it blows my mind and um he gets like so excited and like i think like these fans that like really get upset don't realize that what makes a hero is like rising above all these tribulations so like you really have to put the like my favorite stories are when like the characters get the hurt put on them like big yeah. time where you're just like wow this guy's broken and then they they rise above because they're the heroes so, like they can't have those heroic moments unless they're getting beat on you know and right like it's not like some sort of video game where you got cheat codes and you're just beating up everything with no no conflict it's like correct and, the, and i can't remember who we, i was talking with recently and we were discussing something similar and they were they were saying like you know like you get you know the people start freaking out mid storyline you know and they're just getting furious and everything and it's like oh. it's not over like it's like you don't go like you don't go like stand up in the middle of the movie and go what they're not winning i'm leaving like I'm leaving. but that's the thing it's like no like the, the 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 collective consciousness has gotten like their attention span has gotten so short that they just yeah. they feel that they have to rage to be relevant just so that they can they can have something to to post online so that they can be like ah oh, this writer or this artist blocked me this is my badge of honor and i'm like no you're just yeah. a dick um yeah. maybe just if you hate the maybe just read the story finished and then kind of come back with like a constructive review and be like listen i didn't like it because of x y and z not because oh you're treating my my favorite hero badly like dude one of my favorite heroes in dc comics is roy harper you cannot point that to another character that has had yeah. the worst treatment in comic books you For know sure. what i mean like and but i'm not raging against anyone that does it like 
sure like when he had his arm blown off and he, like his kid taken away and stuff i got like super upset and i'm like why did like let me just please can i just work on this character and tell the story with him and make everybody love him again but i didn't go rage against and death threats against the writers i'm like he's a fictional character i'm like sure uh, you know maybe he'll come back maybe he won't but like nothing changes the fact that like he still has those awesome moments back in teen titans that i used to read and he had like a freaking amazing miniseries that like yep. i don't even think has been collected in a trade yet which is very sad yeah yeah it's i mean and that's the thing and i think one of the things about like you know with comics um you know and i think you know the maybe one of the chief culprits of all this would be like when netflix started just you know putting all the, their shows out and people you know the term binge watching came into play so like yeah. with a movie or with a, a series that just drops the whole series you can kind of get to the end and not feel like there's no sort of like uh like what what happens what happens factor because you're just you're you're able to consume it all but with comics it's once a month buddy that's what you're getting and you've got to stick around and uh i mean can you imagine like i don't know like if you were if you were a fan but back when like buffy and angel were coming out and like uh -huh. Some of those cliffhangers and stuff like just wrecked me. You know what I mean? Right. And, and like, can you imagine like the, the the public trying to digest that stuff now? Where they're like, when when Angel gets spoilers, when Angel gets put into a metal box and dumped in the ocean, the internet would explode. You know what I mean? And I was just really? like, I said, I said they're going like, I have to wait like another year before I can see what happens. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. A, a Yahoo a Yahoo chat board blew up. That's what happened then. Yeah, and no one cared. <laughs> no one yeah. cared. No one even knew. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's it's crazy. So I mean, like to to like segue this into into my current series, Thunderbolts, right? Yeah, I was literally just thinking about it yesterday. I wanted to tweet about it earlier today, but uh, the day just kind of got away with me. But when the book was announced and the characters were announced and all that stuff. There was so much hate on the internet. Oh, these aren't the Thunderbolts. None of these right. guys are villains. And like that, you're missing the point and all this yada, yada, yada. And they just went on. And it's like, all this hate, yet the issue has not even come out. You have not even read it. You do not even know what the story is. But somehow you're all of a sudden the expert. Never mind that there has been other iterations of the team throughout the sure. 20 years that it's been out. And yet now the book is out, reviews are out. Everybody seems to love what uh, Jim Zub is writing and what I'm drawing. Everybody's like, wow, this is a great comic. Like we were hoping that it's an ongoing, et cetera, et cetera. And yet none of those people that uh, spewed all that hate have shown up. They have gone silent, you know? Yeah. So like, so like, what was the point of putting that hate on the internet just to make someone else's life more freaking, make them more anxious and make them more upset? Like for what purpose? Like, yeah, cal calm down, read the book. If you don't like it, then move on. It's not like a big. It's not hard to figure out. Right. And some of these guys can't uh, grasp that. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I feel I, like I'm ranting a lot. Sorry. No, it, no. I mean, it's interesting. Like I had. A, I was talking with a friend of mine today. So he he's a has a tele. Well, I should say now had a television show. They his television show show was uh, was canceled this year, and he still has a contract. So they're trying to like come up with a new thing, and he had a meeting with their uh, you know with the the exec. And they're all they want to do is like have him make a basically an existing show, but just him being the host, like nothing different. It's just the same template. And I, and he's like, yeah, because this is popular. I'm like, but it's popular now. But like in a year from now, is it going to be popular? And what do you do with all these shows that are identical? Like, so 
when Jim comes up with a new idea for a new thing, or anybody does, this is an effort to try to create something new, not just regurgitate what we've already seen, because ultimately we really don't want that. We don't want the same thing. We should, you could always go back and see the same thing or read the same thing, find something new. Co correct. But also if he had to do the same thing where it's like, oh, a bunch of villains that come in and they be, it would be compared to the first iteration sure. anyway. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, why'd you, why'd you pick these villains? And oh, you're right. not writing them right. And why yeah. is Zemo not on the team? So like, yeah. how do you win? You know, no, like, you don't. You don't. You don't. So, no, the way the way you win is you put out a good book, and then right. everybody loves it, and then you say to these guys, "Well, it's your loss if you don't want to give it a try." Yeah, I mean, just do do the do the. It's like greatness is it, it's just undeniable. That's the issue. Like the thing is, if you just do great stuff, people can't deny it. Ultimately, it's gonna be it's gonna be held up and go. People go, "This is wonderful," and. That's the reason we all sit down and do this stuff. We don't do it just to like ruin people's days. So I don't know. So what was your, so I mean, were you like, I mean, like for me, I was totally into comics at an early age. My dad came home, handed me three comic books. Um, and they weren't like superhero books. They were just comic books. And I read them and I'm like, this is it, you know? And I, I was a big fan of the super friends, you know? So I had like that sort of, cartoon entree but um were you like what was your sort of like into with comics so like with me my, my parents were all into comics uh mm. kind of thing like my mom used to read um enemy ace even though i never took to enemy ace i was like ah, it's boring and my dad was a big fan of uh hal jordan green lantern so he had like the whole oh, wow. volume first volume of green lantern which he gave away i'm like where to go dad <laughs> um and so like i started kind of getting into them then but like my first memories are like i mean i was i'm in south africa we didn't have comic shops back when i was a kid like, right they didn't. i think the first comic shop that i knew of was like mid to late 90s it showed up okay you know and then it was in this very dingy spot that as a kid you don't want to go to by yourself uh and so i would like walk around little corner stores that were like kind of battered around and something someone would have uh like magazine racks with like a couple of comics in there so like i couldn't read like uh like in in like in, i would have to like make up the beginning and the end just right. pick random ones and like once my mother would take a whole lot of sex books was like all over the i would just find like people's discarded comic books and stuff with the little change i had um, but I, I just remember like seeing on the racks, like walking past the, the, you know, the, the rack and just seeing like all these bright colors. So like Spider-Man and Superman immediately jumped out of me because of the red and blue, like as a kid, you know, bright, color, bright colors, that's awesome. And then I would pick those up and that's sort of how, you know, I kind of got those and I was like, what's going on the pages? And then it would force me to learn to read because eventually I'm like, what they're saying, what they're, what they're saying. Right. The pictures and, only take you so far. The only thing is so far, then the curiosity has to get you to know more, yeah. you know, um, and that's sort of sort of how it started. So like I have uh, on the back of my parents, they used to have these like cigarette cartons. I would have I would I would draw on everything. So right. the ones that my, my mother managed to keep were on the back of the cigarette box. I would draw like a picture of Spider-Man and Batman and Superman. The Superman sign had like, a symbol had like a Z on it because I couldn't write properly by then. 
because I was like okay. three, three and five. And Batman was like a black smudge with like a yellow scribble in the middle. And Spider-Man was like a bunch of squares with red on it and like that right. kind of stuff. And that's sort of how it started. So from there, I was just like, I want to know who these characters are and, you know, try to follow their stories. And, um, you know, I think it was only like, you know, in the 90s when I was like a teenager that we managed to, I managed to, the the, the local uh, retail store just managed to get, um comics regularly so i could start following stories so like pre-90s it was like luck of the draw I would, I would get something and be like okay cool that's the only one i have of that sure. um but only like you know mid-90s they would start getting like regular x-men comics so i could follow the stories and regular spidey comics and so on yeah yeah i think i like for me like there was comics like um what are the blackhawks you know from dc like i, I like yeah. i would just I would be like somewhere and that was like the only comic book I could get. And I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll get this. And I read it. And I'm like, this is really great, but I could never find another issue. So it was just, I was like that with uh, infinity incorporated. Like I found, I saw the ads and I found one copy and I was like, these guys seem really cool, but never saw another copy of that. So like decades later. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, and like, so I, so I'm fascinated by like, you know, I, my, my, you know, my, my getting into comic story was pretty, old school and you know standard operating procedure i went to art school in new york city i went to the offices pestered them with my portfolio for you know a year and a half and got work like that was the way it happened in you know in the olden days so like when you're not in new york city or you're not like close by you're i mean you are you know almost on the other side of the this wonderful globe like how do you conceive of like okay, I want to do this. And then how do you engage that process of, you know, making that a real thing for you? Oh, dude, it's a, uh, it's a long story, but I'll try and, I'll try and shorten it. Otherwise we'll be here all night. So, <laughs> so essentially it's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster story as well. So what happened was after high school, I was adamant that like the internet had just started becoming a thing. Okay. So, um, I mean, like I finished high school in like 97. Okay, sure. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm finished school now. I need to, I need to get over to the States so I can show my portfolio at cons and that's how I'm going to get work. Cause like, I don't know who to post my stuff to the email or anything like that. And, um, so the plan was that I was going to get a, I applied to get a job as a camp counselor for summer camp. Okay. And then I, and my idea was I was going to go there and teach art because, you know, I've got a lot of art on my belt. I've been to a couple of art classes. I, I, I would say school, but I never, I never lasted long. I'd be at one art place for like, you know, a few months and be like, I'm tired of drawing a vase. Like I'm right. over it, you know? And then I went to, I went to one. It was it was quite a prestigious one. I can't remember the name. It was quite like an upper class like art school, uh, and they had like night evening classes. And my my father paid for it. And he's like, "Cool, go there." And so I showed up, and I was maybe 15, 14. And so I'm sitting there, and we got out the easel with the board, and like, you know, everybody's standing around this like little bench thing, and like, oh, we're gonna draw some some uh, still life like some some we're gonna draw some life drawing yeah so like my, my little teenage mind I'm like oh my god we're gonna draw some hot hot naked girls oh my goodness we're so excited you know and then this 
dude walks out completely naked and he's probably like 120 years old <laughs> and and sits down and i'm like there's so many wrinkles everywhere and i was like i'm not coming back yet no it's not gonna happen <laughs> so i left <laughs> you know what i mean um but yeah anyway that is just, that is, I just that's a just separate tale um so i signed up for summer camp and normally um the interview process was you send in your you know your your cd your portfolio and right. you know the the camp the head camp dude kind of looks it over and then gets back to the guys on this side and says whether you're hired or not and that can take like a couple of months okay but on the saturday uh, of that one of the one week they had like an open day where the guys from overseas were doing interviews on the day and they were hiring on the day so oh, I, was wow. like, oh, I was like awesome i was very excited because i was like once i'm over there during off season i can travel to cons and it'll be awesome yeah and um so that was supposed to happen on the saturday and on the thursday before the open day my father came home and said he had lung cancer oh, and that and asked me to just take over the family business while he gets chemo and hopefully gets better right so i didn't, so I didn't go for the interview and that was that that was 90 98 i think okay and so he ended up getting operated on taking his lung out going through a whole lot of chemotherapy and i was just working at like a retail shop mm -hmm. for i think it was like two years because he actually never came back to work after that he just never okay. came back and so long story short i ended up going from there you know setting up for a car then going and getting some other retail jobs uh, mm -hmm. i worked at a, at a cd shop selling like cds and dvds and stuff for a while and you know just drawing on my own in the evenings and then i wanted to get out of retail so i took evening classes on graphic design for about 13 months to get like a yep. just get a little just get a little certificate saying i'm a graphic designer and so i did i would go work during the day then go to design classes at night did that for about a year uh then i ended up working at um a couple like this big um company that does a lot of magazines and a lot of the newspapers that get delivered around like you know south africa and stuff so i ended up working there doing like ad design and magazine layouts and all that kind of stuff did that for like three years and then went and worked at another design agency for about two no no i worked there for five years then went to the design agency for about three years okay and then they just basically were like one day like it's one of those things where you're working at a company and all the big hit big shots in the company start socializing with anybody anymore yep you know, you know what i mean yeah so you're like you're like something's something's up like why why was like is yep. the ceo and all those guys who usually sit with us on a friday afternoon having drinks after work not hanging out with anybody anymore like, yeah and so the one wednesday dude comes like basically calls me in calls in calls everybody in one at a time and basically mm -hmm. lets go of like 21 people that day and says yeah. hey hey so friday is your last day uh we can't we can we can only pay you like half a month's salary um wow. thanks for, thanks for playing um it's sort of around about that time that like i like i try to be a positive person as much yeah. as i can um and try and look on like you know for the silver lining in as many situations as i can right uh, to varying degrees of success of course 
and um i was like this is the universe just telling me that i'm wasting my time doing design work at a job where some douchebag is trying to tell me how to do my job even though he can't design a like a pamphlet you know sure I mean? right so i was like okay i'm gonna make this comics thing work i'm gonna focus on on doing this now because i've got nothing else to do um, how, old you, how old were you at this time um i was 35 okay right so i mean so i mean like the the dream 34 35 okay so i mean like this is this is like you know what 12 ish years oh, you know oh wait hold on let me take, let me just work out my, my, <laughs> my math i'm terrible at maths hold on a sec so i got into comics professionally at 36 um so yeah no i was no i was probably like 32 33 yeah okay so you know around a decade plus minus you've been like just kind of like doing the thing you know and like kind of caught on the on the on the treadmill of like okay i'm just doing the thing and maybe you're thinking hey i'm creative because i'm doing creative stuff and that kind of stuff but like sometimes we just need like the universe to kind of kick our ass and shake it you know shake it shake it loose no i mean that's the thing is like i used to, i worked during the day i still drew comic stuff at night but like nothing major like i mean i spend like two, three hours at night after work. What? What? I doing, mean, so, like, doing designs, working on like stories with friends, like okay. that kind of stuff. Like, but that's not enough. Like yeah. at, at some point you're like, you have aspirations, but you also, you settle. You're like, oh, I'm in a job where I'm kind of getting paid okay. And right. you know, I can have a social life and yep. that kind of stuff. And, um, and people first, go, oh, wow, that's a cool job. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you see that billboard? I designed that. That's awesome. Yeah, like, you know, no one cares. It's going to be done in like a month. Yep. Um, and then that first year was extremely difficult. I was, I had to, I was in so much debt. I got into like, I had to cancel our thing. I moved back in with my fam, my mom and them, and um, you know, I was barely making ends meet at the end of every month. That's when I started drawing anything and everything for people. Right. Like, I was just. Anything that could get me some money. I was doing commissions of things that, and drawing things that I'd rather not speak about, just to make right. a couple of bucks. Um, yeah, that's a and, thing. yeah, and that's the thing. And a, a pre, a pro, approximately eleven months after losing my job, um, I started getting design work. I started doing storyboards for for adverts. Uh, okay. and and that was paying pretty well, but it was very regular. You know, you, the deadlines were kind of crazy. You'd get like. Yes. You're like, oh, I need 50 frames of this BMW advert, but you have uh, like three and a half days to do them. Yep. It's the worst. I mean, you know, yeah. pay you well, but it's so painful. Yeah. And then you sit there and you hold on to that money because your next job might be in two months' time. You don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I got I got a lot of those gigs um, for a while. So it, like, it helped a lot. Um, in between that, I met my buddy Vito who I co-created Stray with and we came up with Stray um which is our creator own book and uh I was working on that but I also there was a there was a, I don't know if it's still around there's a, there was a website called uh, Gutters okay. I don't know if you remember it it was basically a weekly comic strip that came out making fun of whatever the big thing if thing was in comics oh, okay. at the time cool. I get uh, it so, so for example, when when Bucky became 
the one I did two of them. I did two pages. They were paying like $125 a page or something. So I was like, oh, awesome. I get to draw kind of superhero stuff. Sure. Uh, and I make and I make a couple of bucks. So I sent in some work. They said, cool, can you do these two pages for us? I think I did these two pages like months apart. Mm -hmm. uh, possibly even a year apart. I don't know. And the one was when when uh Steve Rogers, because Steve died and Bucky was for a while, and then Steve showed up again and you know, and Bucky had to give him back the shield. Right. So the the page I drew was um Bucky going in his cap suit being like, Oh Steve, you're back. This is awesome. That's great. Here's your shield. And then he turns it then uh Cap looks at looks at the shield and he goes like huh and he like he runs his finger along and it's, it's actually a cake that's made yeah. of like a shield. And he's like, This isn't my shield and there's Bucky like running off in the running away in the distance, like right you know? And then the other one was when um the human torch died. And so the page was like the human torch like meeting up with Uncle Ben, being like, ah oh, you know, Uncle Ben's like, oh, you guys never stay dead for long, you know, forever kind of thing. You know, so those are the two. Those are kind of the two dead. I stay dead forever. <laughs> it's like, I'll always be here. Um, and so, like, I did those two pages. And then nothing else happened. I was working on Stray. And then, um, like, probably about a year later. This is, I mean, this all this stuff sort of takes place between when I lost my job and when I got an email from Marvel, there's like a six year gap of stuff that happens. Okay. So like, so like the, I, 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 I struggle to like place what happens when, but essentially what happened was the editor on that gutters comic ended up working at dynamite. Oh. And, okay. and he, and he, there were some books look that they needed artists for. And he remembered that it just, he enjoyed working with me mm -hmm. and, um, pretty much was like, Hey, do you want to audition for these, these books? So I said, I'd, I'd love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to. So he so asked me to audition for, I did a couple of sample pages of, uh, Dresden for Dresden files. Okay, cool. Um, but the creator didn't like my style. So that didn't happen. Um, then he said, do I want to try out for, um, the Pathfinder comic book? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I was like very excited because like I'm a big D and D nerd, and at that time, uh, you know, D and D was at like the fourth edition or something, and I wasn't a big fan of that. So Nobody me and my friends, was. <laughs> yeah. So me and my friends were all playing, playing Pathfinder every Friday night yeah. for like for like years, um, and so I was like, I yeah, we play that game. Let me, I know that I'm familiar with the characters. Let me try. So I tried out for it, and that and I, that's the first uh, gig I got. Really. Oh, great. I mean, aside from the the stray book, which we successfully right, yeah. managed to kickstart uh, issue mm -hmm. one, so that was that was a whole thing as well. Um, we're very proud of that book. So, um, so I did work, and that's the first time I started working with Jim Zub was on the Pathfinder books. Aha, uh -huh. you know, and then after Pathfinder, nothing nothing really happened. We finished us. I finished Pathfinder. I finished Stray, um, and was you know was busy working on that, and sort of halfway through towards the end of volume one of stray we uh like a, year, a few years had passed and jim was now working on marvel stuff mm -hmm. and he was working on thunderbolts um and they needed someone to fill in uh, a couple of issues of thunderbolts and he recommended me because he enjoyed working with me on on pathfinder but at the same time that that happened over the course of those six years, I managed to get the email of the talent coordinator at Marvel at the time and was 
sending him samples like but i didn't i didn't like bombard him with like samples all the time like right like after i lost my job i was like i did a couple of pages i found like a script online did a couple of pages mm -hmm. sent it through got a review back being like hey i can see you zooming into the characters a lot because you're trying to avoid drawing backgrounds like yeah like these guys are trained to see those things yeah. so like you, you you try to work the systems that you don't have to do it but you need to put in the work and then you know i wouldn't send him anything for like another year and i'd go and practice and i'd work on my own stuff and mm -hmm. you know another, another year passes send him some more samples I'm like oh that's cool but you know that your faces are all inconsistent and you know right. you can't tell you know so i'd have to go and work on that for like a couple of years and then i'd send another subtitles so eventually over those six years i sent i'd sent about 12 pages of samples um over, over the six years and then i'd gotten one more set of samples i think i've been by that point i had been through three talent coordinators because they'd, 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 they'd leave and they'd pass me on to someone else who took over right. their job and so on so i've been through like three of them and um you inherit sean yeah pretty much yeah he's he's just not leaving us alone um and 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 they're probably like oh, and we can't tell him to, to piss off because he's so polite all the time um right. and so uh the last set i got um was a script for i no, i'd sent through pathfinder pages and and stray pages and been like here's my stuff currently i've lived i think i've leveled up since the last batch right and i got told like oh that's awesome but we want to see you draw our characters of course you know so i was like okay cool and they sent me like a spider like some spider win script and i okay. worked on that but at the time i got that script i got really busy with um storyboard work mm -hmm. and so like i had to do like four i think four maybe five pages and i kept on emailing to be like listen i will um, uh, please don't forget me i can't do them now because I'm, I'm busy trying to feed myself and doing work right. for money and so to do those five pages it took me about six months because okay. I got I, I got just swamped with work all the time, and so you know the, uh, the guy just said, "Listen, it's cool. Just do your best and send them when they're ready." And like every couple of months, I'd be like, "Hi, just checking in, telling you I haven't gone anywhere. Here, I've done I've done one page, but I'll send right. them as a set." And pretty much, I think sort of within like a couple of weeks, um, within Jim mentioning my name around the office and putting me forward as a suggestion my next batch, next set of samples came in and they mentioned it. So it was, my name was getting mentioned from like two different places right. sort of around the same, around the same week, yeah. I think. On the um, other side, and each side of the water cooler, they were, they were saying your name. Yeah. And I think that that's where they were like, okay, cool. Well, let, I like his work. You've worked with him and he's cool. So let's give him a shot. And they gave right. me uh, two issues of Thunderbolt and, and signed me pretty much before I finished the first one. So that's, and that's, the short version of how it all kind of happened. How yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it is amazing. I mean, and, you know, I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect an, a simple story, you know, being so far, you know, you know, being in South Africa. I mean, that's not, you're not like, like you're not hitting the convention circuit. You're not around. So like it, it's tough. And I mean, I, were you making connections there with people who might have been in the industry, like people who had drawn or done any writing or coloring? No, not really. I mean, like we, I mean, yeah. South Africa has their own like batch of really talented artists and like really good. And a lot of them, uh, a lot of them that I can, I, I know of, uh, they like making, they like creating their own stuff. Yeah. They like creating their own work. Uh, they like telling more African based stories. 
mm-hmm. very ta- very talented people that can do much better job at that stuff than I can. And I'm just, you know, I grew up with superheroes, so that's that's my passion. That's what yeah. I've always wanted to do. You know, like yeah. I, I could I could sit and I mean I want to create my own stuff as well, but not as much as I want to draw my childhood heroes, I guess. It's you know it's so funny. So like you know I I went to art school. And a lot of my buddies went you know and they did their own comic books like that. And this is you know early '90s, so people weren't easily doing their own comics. But man, all I wanted to do was draw the character. Like like I wanted to play with their Lego. Like I wanted yeah. to say, cool, let me have all the bricks and let me make a thing because that's really I wanted to draw Spider Man or any of the characters that made me happy. So I I, I totally identify with that sort of point point and, and it's not that i didn't have stories to tell i just i would put them down and i would write them and i would come up with characters and i would just kind of put it aside because i wanted to go and you know draw deathstroke you know or whatever i could get my hands on so um yeah i i, I get i get that that impulse um what like so like with your art like you know, when you were doing this intermittent stuff, like how were you doing your pages? Were you doing your pages? I mean, are you working digitally? Are you working traditionally? Are you doing hybrid work? Like how do you, how did you draw and how do you draw now? Um, I think the two pages that I worked on for gutters, I did traditionally. Okay. Um, and then I started trying to do the storyboard work and my printer and my scanner both packed up and died sort of within a, <laughs> within a day of each other. Okay. And yeah. I had like, and I had a mad deadline, and that's when I went full digital, just because it was the quickest and easiest way for yeah. me to get work out. And I never went back from that. And I've been working digitally this, like this whole time. And every time I want to dive into a page in a script, where I'm like, oh, that's the page I'm going to make traditional because the fans will love it and it'll be great. Right. I'm like, oh, the deadline's like tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I can't, and I, I just can't do it because it's, you know, it just take will take me so much longer to like. You know, kind of sketch it out, yeah. print it out, lightbox it, redraw it, and and do that stuff. And I haven't, I haven't done that enough times to streamline the process and do it quicker. Yeah. It's so yeah, like, like I'd like to do. You know, if I get more cover work, um, you know, I'd like to try and do those more traditionally and stuff. Sure. But I think I think interiors is just like for me, unless I have like a lot of like a big deadline that I can sit and, you know, work on and stuff. I'll probably yeah. just stick to digital. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, they'll be like, Hey, cool. You have like six months to do this. And I'll be like, awesome. And I can just do like one issue completely traditionally. Also because like when I draw traditionally, like the tools are different to me. So I actually mm-hmm. ink, ink my work different. So it looks, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same line weight and stuff as right. my, my, digital work so it, it looks like you can see the the essence is still there but like the the bold lines aren't there as much and stuff like that so i actually i want to take some time and just experiment and do like some wacky commissions and just some art for myself that i can try new techniques like on paper with you know ink washes and that kind of stuff i haven't had the time man i know it's it well i mean it's it's super well i mean and that's a blessing to not have that time because <laughs> that means you're doing a great job um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and you are, I mean, like, you know, Jim, Jim shared issue one before it came out with me and it's, it's, it's great. Like, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. It's fun. It's everything you want out of a, out of a team comic. 
right off the bat, like all there's all this interesting character, you know, interaction. I'm like, oh, this is going to get fun. And it must be great for you to read these scripts and get excited about that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I mean, Jim pitched it to me and like, after Fantastic Four, I was exhausted. I still am. Like, I'm still suffering from like extreme burnout. Like, I got, yeah. uh, it was in 2020. Uh, yeah, 2020, I got, no, yeah, I got COVID. Uh-huh. And pretty much, and, and it was it was very bad, and like it took me a few months to recover. So like I fell behind on the Fantastic Four books oh, so wow. bad, badly just because I needed to recover. And then, um, you know, I was I was drawing. I had like the fog. Like I, even now, like the the yeah, long no. form, the long form COVID, like I struggle to to hold an image in my head that I'm trying to draw, just to hold it clearly, like just long enough so I can get it done. Like I'm, I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, yeah just with this particular like the last uh issue four and issue five like i've gotten a lot better at it but like fantastic four i struggled to just get through it because like my brain just wasn't working so yep. um you know pretty much from from after, after getting COVID, i went straight into working and i've been now working from then until now non-stop like i haven't i haven't had like a break so yeah. i'm like burnt out i'm tired I'm excited and I'm putting I'm putting everything that I have in the tank in this last yeah. in this last issue. So I drew issue one and issue two. Um I think issue two I needed some help. Um issue three, we've got someone in for on Thunderbolts to help me as well. Well to, to take up on issue three. Mm-hmm. Um and issue four, I got a little bit of help just because, you know, like I I'm still a bit wrecked and still trying to recover. Yeah. But uh I was very excited and like I'm, I'm putting the best that I have in, into the series right now. But I, yeah. like, I can't, you go into Fantastic from Fantastic from like I've, pretty much since I started Marvel, I've been working on team books. So mm-hmm. it's just like massive costs all the it time. So much work. So much and work. So much work. And so like, I didn't realize that. And so, you know, like after, after I finished this issue of, um, of Thunderbolts, I'm going to take like a couple of weeks break just to try and recharge the batteries. Myself a, a, a bit of a breather and and also just to play around with like style and and just try and you know expand my my technique i guess yes, i talk to sebastian Pierce about that often like um sorry Pierce. i mean like that's a, he, he does all these insanely cool things and he's not like oh, i want to see more work and he's like hey, i gotta figure it out because he's got this great stuff just trying to get it all together like all these ideas how do you make it go on the page you know uh, but that's the challenge is you're always if you're not pushed for the next thing Ooh, sorry you're breaking up the quite bad i think i saw my i saw my screen flash so but oh, it's okay. it's it's tough to always push yourself. yeah it's tough to always push yourself for the next thing you know and you you know, and because the ambition to get better, you know, that's going to keep pushing you, man. No, it is. So, but, but, but I mean, like, the, I already said, like, after Thunderbolts, I like, I don't know what's going to happen with the series, if they're going to make right. another mini or if it's going to be an ongoing or what's going to happen. Um, but I said to them, like, I, I need to, I want to work on some solo books for a while, just, <laughs> sure. just, so I don't have, just so I don't have to fit seven characters into every panel on the page. It's like, yeah. Well, imagine oh. it's 
do that amount of work for one character on, on the page. You know, you really, you know, it, I think it's like, I think it's a smart move to kind of move back and forth, you know, like to kind of like you can, you can now, okay, now I can take all this energy, put it onto this solo character book and then build up that thing and then go on to a team book and then do a, you know, like you could, it's, you know, you're training, you're training for the long term here. You're running a marathon. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I could probably do more traditional work if, like, one of the pages is, like, you know, Daredevil perched on a gargoyle at night, and that's the page. I'll be like, I will do that traditionally, no problem. I could sit yeah, there right. and just focus on making it look, one character look really awesome, but, like, yeah. team books, no, not a chance. Not a, not yeah, a chance it's, I mean, listen, you know, and amazingly, like, there's 50-ish plus years of comic books of that being done, and that's, you know, and... And, th and those guys were amazing. They have skills that I probably will never be able to develop in my life. But yeah. I, if I can, if I can use the tools at my disposal to tell a story that brings someone some joy, I feel like I'm still doing my job properly. Oh yeah, but you know, I mean, Sean, like, I mean, like, if if I had digital tools available to me in the '90s doing comics, I would have been using those. Like, there's just no question. Like, they yeah. they they make they make everything so much more streamlined to getting to the final piece it's it's a you know it, it, it's they're great tools mm. uh, so yeah i mean I'm, i i'm totally digging thunderbolts it's great it's a it's a blast um are you i mean I, I guess you're sort of on it until it's not happening for you right you're you're in it for the hall yeah pretty much i mean it's only five issues uh as of yeah. as of now um and i love what like like issue, the first couple of issues is like like any artist, you get into a book and you're trying to figure out how the characters mm -hmm. work, their body language, that how they how they look, and just trying to catch a feel for them. And sadly, that takes a couple of issues. Yeah. Um, so I feel so I feel like I'm glad people like issue are enjoying issue one and uh, issue two, but I think uh, issue four and five is where I really like just confidently dived at the characters. You know, like I'd figure them out. I'd had two issues in the bag and you know i just you know i'm just riding the, the the wave now with these last two issues where i'm like i can make this look awesome people because yeah. like i i usually like i'll start a book and i have like very little confidence i'm like oh i'm terrible i don't know if anybody's <laughs> gonna like this and stuff yeah. and then as soon as that first issue comes out everybody's like oh this is cool then like the next whatever book you're working on next you have like a newfound confidence kind of thing yeah. you're like oh they love it it's cool I have to remind myself, like, if I look at other artists, I often have like artists work as references because I just I love getting inspiration. I have like a whole folder full of pages mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, you know, if I if I'm just running out of ideas, and often I'll be like, oh, I can't. I want to draw like Stuart Eminem because he's sure. like the best, you know. And when I'm not looking at other people's artwork, and I just sit there and go like, I'm, I have to literally remind myself, like, I have a post-it being like, people are buying this for your art, just. Because I'll second guess myself. I'll be like, I'm drawing a ball. I'm drawing a building, and I'm like, oh, it's not right. It doesn't. It doesn't look like Mark Bagley's, and uh, right. you know. Right. And, and, and then and then I'll sit there and be like, I just like take a moment and say, people are buying this book for your work. Draw it right, your way. Even, even if you, even if yeah. you don't like it, yep. it's yours. Just and and I feel like when I do that at least once a day, I have a bit more confidence when I'm putting the ink to the page. I, I I love that. I think that's that's some amazing that's amazing advice because I think we should all be really. I mean, listen, we're all we're all nervous about starting the new thing. It's always going to be there, and if it's not, then I worry about what you're actually going to create. Um, yeah. But like, you know, it's it's great advice. Like, 
to dig in and say, okay, like you're the one who's doing this. People who are looking at this or reading it or whatever the thing is, they're doing it, you know, for, you know, because of you. And it doesn't take much to go like, all right, I'm in, you know, that self-talk and away you go. Oh, all right. Well, where can people find you? Let me know. Let them. Uh, you can literally just Google my name, Sean Isaacs, and you'll find me everywhere because I don't use aliases and stuff. I, I'm yeah. on I'm the same. At Sean, at Sean Isaacs on Twitter and I'm at Sean Isaacs or Sean Isaacs Art on Instagram. I don't know. It's one of the one of the two. It'll be in the description. Uh, so that that's okay. Yeah. They'll just um, look at that. Yeah, my Instagram is mostly just social stuff and pictures of like animals and occasional pictures of you know Jim post Jim, or whatever. Post Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. That that that's why I like I, don't, I haven't posted that for a while because I haven't been to the gym for a while and now yeah. I'm trying to get back back into it because it's been a rough year and I you can just I can just feel it. Yeah. Just feel it. So um and then yeah, in uh, Twitter is where I sometimes go on rants and hang out <laughs> with chat to other artists and post art like pictures. Well, it's pretty stuff. social it's it's a, it's a social space uh Twitter. You really can kind of have some great conversations with, you know, peers and fans and whatever it's a it's a good look it's a good location sean i really appreciate you taking the time man it, it was great getting to talk to you um and uh we'll we, we should do this again we should just talk about some specific subjects in the future um oh, yeah dude we do we didn't even get into like the, the easter eggs in thunderbolt issue one and all that yeah, kind of stuff well, so so maybe we should we should do this like for each issue that comes out we should organize like a, yeah well you know what well, let's do let's do Let's do a let's do a few in Thunderbolts thing, and then maybe we could talk Easter eggs, and maybe we can talk about how um, you know your specific process in approaching a page. Maybe uh, layers on your uh, files, and we'll go through that. All right? Yeah, that that sounds awesome. We can go like a do like a director's cut behind the yeah, scenes kind of for sure kind of deal. Because like I often like in issue four, like there was a, a character that gets introduced, and I'm just like I just sat there, looked at the character, and I completely redesigned the character on the page. Yeah, and then and then sent to the editors, and I'm like. Oh, this 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 this, uh, this character hasn't had an update in a while, so I just uh, went kind of. my proposal. That's yeah. yeah, and they were like, "That looks awesome, cool, we're happy." And nice, like, okay, cool. You know, I love but, it. All right, cool. Well, let's do let's do let's set, let's set that up and let's do that, man. Um, I appreciate it. Have a have a great evening. What's left of it for you? And uh, you. Godspeed to all the things going on in life with you. And uh, and uh, give me a shot. This is this is super fun, dude. This yeah, yeah. Awesome. And let's happen. Little prayer for uh, Kim Jung Ji and losing oh, dude. losing a Titan, man. Yeah, we've lost we lost too many of the good ones this year, man. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, until next week. Take yeah. care. And Sean, Ciao. peace out.